What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is the first fucking day of phase two. Phase two. It's phase like new, two, man. Feels like we've been given a new lease on life, huh? Like, yeah, that's why. <laughs> let out the cage. As much as we always say, oh, you know, Singaporeans are independent thinkers, we're not lemmings, you know, but now it really feels like it, what? The government said, okay, y'all can go out. Okay, okay, can, can, can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so the sightings that, there were sightings that all the 24-hour kopi temps were crowded last night. Yeah. So yeah. this is where I'm confused because I thought at on one end there was a directive to for things to not be open after 10.30 p.m. No, no, it's only alcohol can't be sold after ten thirty. Oh, so not, no difference, lah. No, yeah, it's not about Jay. it's not about opening hours. It's about like you can't sell alcohol because they don't want you to, uh, they don't want you to linger around. So actually, uh, but that, that's when you listen been to the case, that, no, no, but if you listen, no, no, not not true. Ten thirty is only it was only in Little India. That was the discriminatory. Oh yeah, the, the correct, correct. law, right? Oh, yeah, how could I forget, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah, my brethren, you forget. My for brethren, your, your no, ten thirty is everywhere, dude. Little India is the whole day. That no, is no, a discrimination. No. Okay, you tell me how you go Zook, you got ten thirty PM, you no, stop selling aside, alcohol. No. As, aside from <laughs> certain licenses, like seven eleven you can't buy after ten thirty, right? Mm. But now it's even all restaurants and cafes, everything. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I see, I see. I see, no, actually, I see. Yeah, actually the if you hear Lawrence Wong explain it, right? Uh some ah. of his stuff does make sense, uh, like they really don't want you they want you you can meet up and everything, but they don't want you to hang around and socialize. To so linger, no, no live music because they don't want you to be trying to talk above the music such that you oh, ah, screaming at each other. Which actually made sense after I thought about it. At first yeah. I thought, oh fuck, they're fucking musicians again. Then I thought, actually it's true. Like, if there was live music, you probably would talk a lot louder and everything. So that means now the the mandate is when eating, you don't need to wear masks. Right? I mean, you can't. How, how do you wear masks? <laughs> yeah, that's true, you can't. What the fuck? Kind of stupid question was yeah. that. You can't. Okay. Then drinks also. Oh, Shella. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> by the usual uh, social distancing and all. Yeah. Oh, I, it slipped my mind to do the one thing that we were supposed to do at the start of every podcast. Kind oh, of, yeah. Uh, no, we're too excited. To, to, yeah. Yeah, appeal to, not say appeal, just uh, suggest to our dear listeners that if you do like this podcast, um, I mean, it has always just grown through word of mouth and we're very proud of that. So, if you could, if you enjoy this podcast and you and you could just let like one person know about it, uh, maybe share something on social media or give leave us a review on Apple, we would, Totally appreciate it. Mm, yes, that's right. Yeah, and, and now back to regular programming. Yes, which we is have uh, our two topics of the day. Yeah, um, and the first one is fresh, fresh off the press, like six yeah, hours. Fresh. Six hours, and it's a, it's a, it's a opinion piece, if I may call it, mm. uh, that was published on the PAP website, which is the the incumbent government of Singapore, by a certain Tan Wu Ming, I think mm. Doctor Tan Wu Ming, yep. who posted something titled, Mr. Pritam Singh Supports Alfian Saad, People's Action Party. Mm. So, and it was published and pushed on the Facebook page of PAP as well. So, you look at it, I mean, for context, if you don't already know, Alfian Saad is uh, one of the most prominent playwrights in Singapore and a very vocal person on Facebook. And I think, yep. in terms of people who share their thoughts on Facebook, uh, I mean, I don't agree with him all the time, but I think he's a fucking good writer who is very eloquent and articulate and quite anti-establishment, right? Mm. And so, he, has, and he writes very good yeah. plays. Uh. He does, he's a screen... Uh, playwright is a playwright. Playwright, yeah. So he's a playwright. I think if you, are, if you watch any plays in Singapore, you probably would have at least seen one from him because uh, he's yeah. very famous in Singapore. And Pritam Singh is the the head of one of the opposition parties. Uh, probably one of the more prominent opposition parties, uh, the Workers' Party. Hmm. So it was just... I mean, 
like it's like even the caption on the Facebook page uh, of the post was a loving critic or pro Malaysian activist because the context, if I if I get this correctly, um, I think it was a few a few years ago or, wow, shit, I need to, goddamn, okay, so I think a few he on fifth June, I think Mr. Pritam Singh. Um, he he just spoke about uh, a poet in Singapore, uh, like a citizen who, in his words, he said, uh, we should count ourselves fortunate that we are citizens who are loving critics among us. Uh, and according to Mr. Tan Wu Ming, Mr. Pritam Singh gave an example without naming names, but it is clear that he was referring to Alfian Saad. Yeah. So first of all, to make that sort of jump of conclusion, and I mean, it was building off that, that debate on 5th June, la, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, and then I mean, there, there's also a bigger history at play, la, Like with in uh, in terms of Alfian Saad and uh, the government in Parliament. I, I, do you recall? I think if you go back uh, five, six, seven years, uh, mm. when you know Alfian was was is very active on social media. He, yeah. I mean, he posts a lot, and some of his posts sometimes he reminisces about uh, simpler times, la, Whether in Singapore or whether you know in uh, relations between family in Singapore and Malaysia. La. So when asked about certain issues like um what do you what's your favorite where would you wish that you were a citizen rather than Singapore la, if you're not Singaporean, he would give answers like Malaysia and and answer why la. so he in Malaysia he sees I mean he maybe over romanticizes what Malaysia is as well in terms of uh yeah la, the kampong and the races all getting to along together in the kampong. But he mm. also raises uh, he has also said that he he says a lot of these things also because to just balance out the anti-Malaysia sentiment that is growing in Singapore. Because Singapore and Malaysia, as every other neighbouring countries, have some tensions within them. And uh, a lot of the rhetoric taken uh, by both Malaysia and Singapore is to anti the other the other country. You know? And then Singaporeans yeah. always make fun of Malaysia. You know, oh, you know, your $3 is equal to $1 in Singapore, that kind of thing. <laughs> or, hey, Malaysia's like, hey, bloody hell, your, your nasi lemak sucks, you know. You, Singapore, Singapore's food sucks and all that. So, so Alfian is just trying to balance it out with his own commentary. Maybe it's tongue-in-cheek. Maybe he, there's a, some truth in there that he does uh, romanticize what Malaysia is a lot. La. But but he also shits on Malaysia in his plays and all. He right? does, yeah. He does. He yeah. shits. He writes so, plays that are about shitting on Malaysia. La. So, But in more recent times, it was as recent as last year. When Do you mm. remember the whole Yale and US halabaloo? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah, so so Yale and US was uh, trying to launch a, a, a course on... Uh, dialogue and dissent in Singapore, which Alfian yeah. would have led, la. Yep. And I think um, he was kind of insinuating that you know protests have its pla- have its has its place, and I think it was misconstrued uh, by the government to take it as like he was encouraging protests. Yeah. And it was Ong Yi Kung, the Minister of Education, who kind of pointed out why it is it is uh, dangerous if educational institutions encourage dissent and all this stuff. And in the end, the course was cancelled. Yeah. So so and I think it uh Ong Ye Kung read a, a snippet of a poem from Alfian Saad in Parliament. So mm. that was that was how it became like an ongoing thing la. And and it kind of established Alfian Saad as an as an anti-establishment person, which he might be. But mm. I think like Tommy Ko was f- fucking Tommy Ko is a badass man. He yeah. he pointed out that yeah like you you are he's Alfian Saad is not anti-Singapore. He's critical. But Wait, who's I Tommy mean, Ko? Who's Tommy Ko? Tommy Ko is the Singapore's ambassador at Larger, which I still don't know what the fuck that means la. Yeah, basically he's like a very respected guy 
from all all walks of life, lah. Right, the government, the all, all walks of life, and and so, I mean that he, he I mean he's a big patron of the arts and and everything. He in used to la, be right? in a, a minister, lah. Right, uh, I don't know minister, but ambassador at large, I think. So I'm not sure. Ambassador if he at large, it's it's an official position, right? Uh, it was for him, lah. Yeah, I'm not sure what what exactly. So. I mean, he, he he's uh, I say I say he's a badass because in recent years he has been very vocally vocal against uh like how is it the 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 worship of the ministers in Singapore yeah he's a big patron of the arts and in this case also he stood up for something that the parliament was trying to how is it criticize unfairly like in his opinion mm-hmm. yep. so uh I think that's that's the the issue that uh, Pritam highlighted on June fifth about how yeah like, we shouldn't demonize loving critics of Singapore and then. <laughs> Enters Tan Yuming to to write a, even if you look at it as an opinion piece, right? It's a fucking terrible opinion piece, man. Yeah. Because it's very speculative. It's very accusatory. Like the fact that he said, uh, Pritam, uh, mentioned someone who without naming names, but it is clear he was referring to Afian Saad. Okay, which you can surmise that maybe it was lah. But all he did was he took screenshots of Alfian Saad talking about Malaysia, uh, a screenshot of Alfian Saad's posts, I think a day after Lee Kuan Yew passed away where he was kind of like poking fun at how much Singapore was worshipping the legacy of Lee Kuan Yew. Yeah. Um, and in the end, he just said, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's, I mean, now we all know it's heating up for elections. Um, mm. And this, I'm glad to see that even on PAP's page, people were shitting on this post. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But what was your first thought when you when you saw this? Or like, how did you come to hear about this whole this whole halabaloo? I mean, like from the from the fact that it became a halabaloo, really. Yeah, that means a halabaloo. A, it's on mothership, <laughs> Like once you once you make it a mothership, you know it's somewhere there. Already. Really, man. Now my like mothership, like mothership. I feel like if I scratch my ass and then just throw in a few words like influencer and all that and like yeah. shit on someone, I'll just make the mothership news. Uh. Oh yeah, like, yeah, like, That's what I'm talking about, like, like yeah, if you. That's oh, you were saying tongue in cheek. Yeah, anything oh. that, that makes it a mothership is, is basically news. Like. But, but newsworthy. Yeah. That's how yeah. we decide what to talk. Like. We just go to mothership. <laughs> we see <laughs> what is the latest article. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's just a... It's been a pretty shitty week for the art scene in Singapore. First, everyone says you're non-essential. And then after yeah. that, every, like they literally use you as a political weapon to take, take down opposition. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like wow it's not just saying you're un- non-essential but you are like so bad that like uh, even an association with you is bad for politics like, you know? yeah and, and that was what Alfian Saad uh, responded I think about one and a half hours after this post went live just saying hmm. I mean Alfian Saad fucking weird, weird he's got a way with words man and he very nicely gave uh, like like gave a finger to the PAP but so politely like he basically said uh, he's a nobody and the moment you start uh, and I mean, he's definitely not a nobody, like He's definitely, mm. if you talk about influencers, he I would rate him up as someone who actually has influence, lah. Yep. But he very smartly said, okay, he's a nobody. He's not a politician. And for a political party to stoop down to his level and engage in that sort of arguments, right, just makes the political party look like shit, lah. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pritam also fucking badass. He just posted that thing. He's like a loving critic, a son of Singapore, not perfect, as imperfect as you and me, Doctor Tan. Maybe more, maybe less. <laughs> he's also a fucking poet, man. But yeah, you know yeah. why? You know what my theory is on this whole thing, or not? What? Because I was thinking like, what, what, why, why would the fucking Tan Wu Ming, uh, Tan Wu Ming post something as stupid as this? And yeah. he's not a stupid person. He's a doctor. He went to Oxford, so academically at least he's smart, lah. And yeah. I don't think he's he's that disconnected to think that people won't shit on this. I think right because if you mm. dig a bit deeper, he's going to be running for Jurong GRC. Mm. And, and you know who about? else is running for GR- Jurong GRC or not? Who? Fucking Tarman the man. Ah uh, yes. So okay. I think it. 
And the last election, basically, they won by the widest margin. La. So I think they know that Taman gave such a good speech middle of the week. People fucking love him. They don't want to be seen as dominating any particular GRC. So they need to make do this post something fuck all <laughs> to make the other minister look like shit so that the gap is not that wide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so your conspiracy theory is that that Taman is so good that they need to yeah. balance it out by making it down it a little bit. La. <laughs> That's the only logical thing I could see. Because you imagine yeah. if they win by 90%, right? Then, I don't know, like, if an if a incumbent wins any GRC by 90%, it just mm. feels a little, hmm, wasn't there anything behind it? And yeah. they know Taman is going to fucking kick ass, la, right? Because he, he's been so silent the whole COVID. Yeah. But if you ask anyone who gave the best speech so far, right? okay, maybe Lee Shen Lung can be up there, but second, confirm Taman. And yeah. that was just with one Fun fucking way. speech. Yeah. So I think they're like, oh, fuck, you know, we can't win by too much. Uh, Wuming, just write something fucking stupid, so stupid that <laughs> people won't believe it has come from us to level the playing field. Nah. And he was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. I do it, I do it. Let me post something. Yeah. Uh, who, 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 who to ruff, uh, ruffle the feathers off and maybe give WP a bit more sympathy votes. Uh. Yeah. Dude, it's strategic, man. I mean, it is. The... the, the the, okay, the, I guess the first thing that jumped out at me is like, this is the warning shot already. Lah. The warning shot has been fired. The, you know for a fact the elections are coming already. Lah. And, you know, we're talking, I mean, and coming literally meaning in the next like three weeks or four weeks. Because, or okay, like so the whole process, right? Yeah. This, what I understand, I don't know if it's you who told me, like the elections, they basically, the moment they announce, they have nine days. Is yeah, nine or something ten, like that? Yeah, nine or ten days or something like that. Yeah. So that's why now, like, now it's so clear elections are coming, but there's still no official statement, right? Or yeah. have I just missed it? Yeah, there's no, there's nothing official until they announce, until the prime minister like calls for it. Because, because you weren't as involved, probably, like, the last time. I was an apathetic piece yeah, of you're shit. Yeah, you're like. probably like, oh yeah, politics not my thing, I'm doing well in life, why do I need to <laughs> yeah. think about the other side, la. And now different. Thanks, idea, thanks like. for thanks for <laughs> fucking putting words in my mouth. Like, you piece of shit. You know who was probably right next to me four years ago? <laughs> you, you asshole. <laughs> probably telling you for the first time. Oh, actually, you know why you should vote and everything. Then you're like, oh, I didn't know democratic dem- dem- democracy. The what is democracy? Yeah? what what is Singapore's democracy? Right? What is democracy? Yeah. Yeah? No, but, but yeah, yeah. So the besides that, also like the saying that, as much as you say is the Tan Yuming guy, but the fact that it was posted on the PAP page, on your PAP, yeah. it kind of says that this is this is the tone that PAP is going to take la, for the rest of the for the thing. La. I mean, this is the entree only, like, but you know, entree always sets the tone for everything <laughs> else. La. It's kind of, it's Fucking crummy, hell, it tastes like shit, it's like, it's served cold, but uh, I mean, you don't expect much better than this really, la, you know, that's the sad yeah. truth. So I mean, there is yeah, it's just like bringing Alfian to this. Like he's not even part of the conversation from the start. Like what is hell? Is he, well, he's not running for politics or anything. I don't know what the hell they're no, trying to do here. Exactly. And I mean, recently, even when like uh people were shitting on Straight Times for the article, he actually kind of said that his opinion is that yeah, in the context of the pandemic, um, he's artists can be seen as non-essential. La. So mm. it's almost like he was agreeing with the establishment and all that. Yeah. But, then, but then now they just... Can you imagine you wake up, you just wake up and some fucking minister from the incumbent just mm. just calls you like a anti-Singapore and drags you into politics. I mean, yeah. if I was Alfian, I don't know, like it almost feels like, wow, like he... In, in the day and age of, you know, visibility and, and influence, now it's almost like, yeah, he's seen as a politician, you know? Yeah. It's almost like he's seen as a political spokesperson, which I know, I mean, I don't know whether he wants to or not, but it's just, yeah. wah, 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 wah. But I mean, I know we joke about it that it's a shitty week for artists and all, but uh, it's almost too much of a coincidence that literally, you know, Straits Times, the official publication, talks about artists being non-essential. 
Kelvin Cheng, who is very well known to be you know pro-establishment, mm. writes about cockwombles, who he refers to unemployed journalists and and you know basically like artsy fatsy types as the enemy lah to be afraid of. Mm-mm-mm. And then now this one official word from PAP literally oh. linking linking uh dangerous ideology to artists uh. I mean maybe oh, the shit. most prominent the most prominent playwright in Singapore. So uh, So that's your that's your conspiracy That's right. I mean <laughs> because I, I don't think I don't we keep every week we come out here and we ask why are people making such stupid decisions, stupid declarations? But if after a while if there's a pattern to it, right, it means that there might be some oh, shit. puppetry from the top, you know, someone so, telling so them mean, to do this. So you mean in the PAP war room, they're probably thinking, okay, who are the most vocal people on Facebook? Mm. SJWs, okay, what is the yeah. typical social justice warrior? You got your retired, what, your your un- unemployed journalists? Artsy-fatsy bourgeois types, yeah. Artsy-fatsy bourgeois, who are yeah. the artsy-fatsy bourgeois types in Singapore? Alfian yeah. Saad probably came up up there, they're like, <laughs> let's fucking take them down, man. Okay, the coordinated effort as okay, let's go uh, hypothesize uh, that even people calling them misogynistic was a coordinated uh, yeah, attack, yeah. which is fucking ridiculous. But in this case, right, maybe the PP actually did think that. Uh, yeah. They're like, holy shit. Let's yeah. take them down one by one. Take yeah. them down one by one. Of course, it's entirely <laughs> speculation, but, <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah, it's just in the in the last week, like suddenly artists have come to the forefront of discussion and not in a good way, like, in a way that like hey, we all have to be like, you know, there's even within the artist community, I think there was a lot of divide with about uh, the whole non-essential thing as well, right? Not everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, you know, we need to be angry about this. Some people are like, I, why the hell are, you, are we getting angry about this? This is worth nothing. It, so mm. everyone, it looks like a very divided community, like, in, in, if anything. And if you think about it, the lockdown, the circuit breaker extended, who did it fuck the most? Okay, not the most, but who did it fuck a I lot? Mean- <laughs> The COVID, some of the people who died from COVID. <laughs> okay, 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 fine. That's why I clarified. That's why I clarified who I didn't say who did it fuck the most. Work professional wise, like, yeah, okay, yeah, not yeah. like live voice. God damn it, now you make me feel like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, where I was going is that, yeah, the people who've been impacted uh, quite significantly are the freelancers, mm. the, the performers, the artists. So maybe it is a fucking everything leads up. Oh shit, we're turning into Singapore's Alex Jones, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it could just be, I don't know, but but it could just be a coincidence. It's just such an unfortunate coincidence that this all happens in the same week. Right? Isn't isn't the, the what, what's the Occam's razor, right? The simplest yeah, yeah. explanation is the thing that exp- Probably, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, always yeah. the explanation. So in this yeah. case, actually, I guess don't, that didn't add much to the conversation because I don't know what the simplest explanation <laughs> is. <laughs> no, but, but then again, I mean, some of the comments you, you say is like, I mean, um, you could say that it's all all's fair in love and war as well, la. I mean, this is part of politics, right? You need to play this game, la. Basically, smearing opponents and all that, la. So, um, because I mean, history and Donald Trump and all that has shown that playing the nice guy card doesn't always work out well for you, la, Right? Yeah. Speaking of Donald Trump, I think uh, Donald Lo, uh, who is mm. someone who posts very very interesting commentaries on Facebook, he posted about the whole thing and and um, it was. Uh, and said, yeah, la, you, sh- you shouldn't have to resort to this kind of shit. La. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and basically he did echo what Alfian Saad said, is that if, if, if the, in the run-up to elections, if it has to resort to this kind of like almost personal attacks, accusatory attacks without much credentials, right? then 
it's it's a sad state of politics, lah. And then someone shared like, yeah, but this is not just a Singapore thing; it's a global thing. This is apparently a message that uh, Trump supporters get in their email, lah. Mm. And you would think like election should be you know about the country choosing about doesn't okay. You might disagree with the opponent, but it's all for the greater good of the country. Yeah. This is and I quote uh, the the text of the email from the Trump Pence campaign, lah. Yeah. Um, this friend, this email is for patriots only. You have been identified as one of presidents. Trump's fiercest and most loyal defenders, and according to your donor file, you'd make an excellent addition to the Trump army. <laughs> Who the fuck do you hear use that language? Either fucking actual generals or influencers. Uh, you know, they go to <laughs> low gang, the whatever fucking army. Yeah. Then the next paragraph is when you become a member of the Trump army today, we'll give you access to get our never-before-seen limited edition camo um, camo keep America great hat. So I think that's a new <laughs> slogan. It's not make America great, it's keep America great. The president wants you and every other member of our exclusive Trump army to have something to identify yourselves with and to let everyone know that you are the president's first line of defense when it comes to fighting off the liberal mob. Holy shit. Mm. Holy shit. So maybe expect an email from PAP. eh? (laughs) But I mean, yeah, yeah. and the other big thing is because uh, we're in phase two, phase two still doesn't allow physical gatherings. uh, So if we do have elections soon, highly likely... There'll be no physical rallies, no screening, yeah. no screenings of like political rallies at coffee shops. So everything on the internet is the is all you can do, lah. So maybe that's yeah. why now they need to really uh, clamp down on whoever are going to criticize then, them and write long poetic an, pieces about them. La. Another interesting thing that could add to the conspiracy is that you know there's Red Dot United, which is a new political party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. And guess guess where they're fighting? Jurong JRC. <laughs> oh my god. Everything is centered on Jurong JR- GRC, man. Just to make oh, it a more level playing field, right? Yeah, more level <laughs> playing field, exactly. Let's, yeah, Tarmon is too strong, so let's uh, get uh, his partner to write something stupid. Um, and then, I don't I don't know the, the details of Red Dot, but it just felt like, I don't know, the name feels a bit too on the nose. Uh, yeah. And I haven't seen anyone kind of say anything, oh, just because got Indian party member must be Red Dot, is it? Because they do have an Indian party <laughs> member, lah. <laughs> so see that's a joke that I could have said but you couldn't say la. so even if that was, yeah. that's what you were thinking you didn't have to say it <laughs> yeah I mean I was, my only thought was Red Dot United sounds like a primary school football team it doesn't sound like someone you'd vote and for and I guess as a political party you want to have like you know people's action party with a yeah. lightning rod Red Dot just feels like, like Red Dot I know Singapore is like Red Dot but it, in terms of the political influence you don't want to just be a dot right yeah exactly it's yeah, not a very so, good name <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you don't even need to you don't even need to resort to using Alfian Sai's name to shoot yourself in the foot, like you know. Sometimes <laughs> just <laughs> naming your party like strangely. No, but that's why I mean like I think I, I don't know how the people within the PAP party feel. Do they really feel threatened by the opposition? Because like what you say, we know rallies. Mm. I think the previous two elections, I remember the rallies by the opposition were fucking huge, yeah, huge yeah. grounds like uh, uh uh of people just and it felt like oh shit, there's momentum like Whereas now it's like, Siala, like, are they going to hold like live streams with like or Zoom calls yeah. or Zoom rallies or something? Yeah. Apparently this, I mean, this past week, the Reform Party announced their candidates, candidates and then because of some cock-ups in the live stream, they had to use a yeah. World of Warcraft <laughs> Twitch streamer. <laughs> so it was World of Warcraft in the background while they were introducing all the candidates. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the caliber of our opposition parties. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It sounds like we're but, having to teach like older older yeah, people how to use how to use computer. 
but but I guess I mean on 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 this issue like as much as we always like to try opposing debates right I mean like even to talk about where the, what do you draw the line be, between a loving critic and a hateful critic I mean that one is like a whole other argument it's just this whole mm. thing just feels like I think the next few weeks are going to be uh super uh, super interesting um but it's it maybe we should start doing like a podcast to accompany like rallies and and speeches in parliament and all oh yeah yeah actually just reviewing like what what happens uh on each day of the of the 10 days like right yeah even no, up to cooling off oh, day oh yeah actually yeah. because yeah actually maybe we should think about doing that eh? yeah, like yeah, just I mean, because you're going to get every fucking media outlet putting in detail all this analysis. We just like two lay people who just think we know a lot. Uh, yeah. Just talking through might be something. So, In fact, so, yeah, my friends have, have been like messaging me. I say, hey, Keisha Mugam was on. Okay, let's go. How about you guys, man? You all keep talking. Say intellectual thing, but then you all don't have any intellectual people <laughs> yeah. on board. Then I'm like, yeah. Okay, they told you that. Motherfuckers. I mean, yeah. they did. I just added that, that last part myself. <laughs> la. But the, 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 I think what they're trying to say is that yeah, they uh, if they're expecting intellectual talk, they also do want to hear from the horse's mouth. Intellectual well, people, la. Yeah, like, Oh, yeah, from la. the horse's mouth, la. From the horse's mouth, like Directly also, la. That'll be interesting. So how you attract horses? You have to like put a carrot, la, Right? What yeah. is the the carrot? I mean, yeah. If any of the we we Tan Tan Wu Ming, if you're listening, uh, or if someone knows Tan Wu Ming and can send this to them, please, we would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. To just understand your thought process as you wrote that article, la. Yeah. Cause yeah, I would, I would. No, dude, another conspiracy hear. theory. What? Maybe he went out for supper. He had one too many beers, and he came <laughs> back. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, like I'm gonna take WP down myself. And maybe he read a post by Alfian Sa and hated it. And he just yeah. in one drunken thing, he just fucking posted it because now people can get drunk in public again. Yeah, yeah, and he probably probably that social media person was like asleep already. Yeah. This yeah. is like early in the morning or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All like the hangover from phase two. Yeah. I tell you, yeah. phase two phase two is going to be a different world. Right? People are going to start doing stupider stuff. Mm. But, but but speaking of, of stupid stuff, yeah, that perfect essentially, yeah, it essentially doesn't, it's just a waste of uh, a media space and, and, and emotional effort just reading the articles. Yeah. What happened, what happened earlier this week? Uh, uh, I mean, a couple of days, I think two days ago to be exact. Uh, there was an influencer in Singapore. Her, her yeah. name is, I mean, her username is Shibati. Like Shibati. I mean, she had a series of IG stories where basically she just ranted nonstop about her, her domestic helper, la, her foreign domestic mm. worker, uh, accusing her of uh, various things. La. So uh, if just, if I were to delve deep into the story, which is, not something that I would like to do, but I mean, for the purposes of explaining to people, yeah, yeah, for, for journalistic, journalistic integrity, <laughs> basically she was having a, she was cooking a, a big, a big pot of seafood bihun for a bunch of friends. I and, thought we uh, supposed to be talking about intellectuals. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why, that's why I just gave a preface that I'm, I'm this how, seafood this how much okay. I, I care about the truth that I'm going to this level to to explain to people. She's cooking a big pot of seafood bihun. Uh, she put it aside and then she went to, you know, get ready to bring bring it to deliver it to her friends. And then when she uh. came back, she found her foreign domestic worker holding a, a bowl and eating from a bowl. Uh, and apparently it was bihun inside the bowl. So she confronted the domestic help work, uh, helper and said, hey, how come, how, why are you eating the thing? Then she said, yeah, it's a, then the domestic helper was like, I yeah, just take a bit of knee, why, why, what's, what's the big issue is you, you got so much anyway. And then that's where she's like, no, you know, because you didn't ask whether you could take it. It's from my friend. I didn't cook it for you. So 
it's not good, like, it's not right, lah. Then they got, you know, then she got upset and everything, lah. But okay, fine. She was rushing off, so she took the took it and ran. Uh, the next thing, the next morning, she got a text from the from the domestic helper who also was very upset, lah. Upset that she was being accused of stealing the bihun and. You know, she's very unhappy and she claims that she she hadn't had a dinner even though it was 9pm and so she was hungry and she just had half a bowl. So it just got this into this like dispute and this uh, influencer just went on about how this domestic helper has this sense of entitlement. Uh, she's had a history of maybe even stealing things around the house before. Uh, you know, she wasn't actually, it wasn't actually 9pm when she was eating. She had cooked for her nephew as well. And like, uh, yeah, and la, so no, she even included time. She finished cooking her nep- for her nephew 6 at seven 20, p.m. Six twenty-five, uh, six twenty-five <laughs> p.m. So there's, so she could have eaten, cooked food for herself or eaten something else herself. So yeah, we're going a lot into the details, but ultimately yeah. she, basically, yeah la, she was, shame, sort of shaming the the domestic helper. Uh, she even used words like bitch and cunt, cunt to yeah. describe her and fucking and everything. I mean, and and I mean, yeah la, So. Uh, there, there's a lot of debate because some people uh, just for context a lot of people in Singapore young families hire foreign domestic helpers from uh, countries neighbouring countries around Singapore la. and usually they come to work and live and work with you for a much lower wage than what you would expect a minimum wage to be in Singapore I think about average five six hundred dollars a month la, right when when mm. Singapore I mean you know a starting salary of a graduate coming out of NUS now is like Four thousand dollars or something like that, lah. Mm. So, mm. so, so there's there's that there's that context, lah. And then remember, we had this whole uh, foreign workers in Singapore being bearing the brunt of COVID and everything for the yeah, past couple yeah. of months. Yeah. So yeah, lah. This seemed in very uh, bad taste, lah. And so there was a NGO. I think it was an NGO, right? They're it's an advocacy group, lah. I don't know whether they yeah. are incorporated as an NGO, what, but yeah. What did they group. What did they do? To, to so her? they they. They fucking just entered the mix, so they posted uh one of those those text posts on Instagram, which yeah. I always find find interesting because yeah like Instagram is for pictures, but then you put text in pictures anyway. Uh, they started off dear Jessica slash at Shiberty, we caught wind of the conflict with with your domestic worker blah blah blah, and they wrote like two three uh two two picture pictures worth, so like a short essay on the issue la. So I mean. I, I can understand. I mean, if you look at it, look at their page, they do do advocacy. I think they, they do yoga classes for domestic workers on their day off. But this whole thing was basically um, saying that, okay, they don't want to call out Shiberti. Uh, like they literally said, we write this open letter to you in good faith, not to call you out, but to share perspectives that we believe would help you improve your relationship with her. So I think the intention was good, but the way they worded it, uh, yeah. they basically <laughs> said, they were, I mean, they were almost like a a, a teacher scolding Shibati and teaching her how to build a relationship with a domestic worker. Like, I totally don't agree with uh, the way Shibati approached this uh, thing, which we can get into. But they yeah. were saying stuff like, um, you know, just explaining where the domestic uh, helpers' perspectives may come from. They said this is why some domestic workers dress up in their employer's clothes to take to take pictures in, and it almost sounded like they they weren't really condoning those sort of actions, but kind of explaining why they do it. La. And then the way they they ended off was that we hope that you will find it in yourself to approach subsequent situations with grace and dignity, blah, blah. Have a conversation with her about her life back home. Ask her mm. about her favorite foods. Tell her about yours. Trust and rapport take time 
and work to build, but the payoffs are worth it when you can have peace of mind and feel secure on your own. So the intention was there, but the way they worded it, right, even if I was reading this, I'd be like, yo, um, you, first of all, you say you're not calling me out when you obviously are, and then the approach you take almost kind of treats me like a fucking child. I think there was a bigger issue to address with Mm. Shibati, but the building rapport, building relationships just felt like, huh? Uh, that feels you're a bit uh, jumping to conclusions without much context. La. Yeah, but wait, wait, just so what, overall, what do you think when you heard of this, when you first heard of this epic argument I mean, uh, between like, employer and mate? <laughs> I mean, I think, okay, so I've never grown up with a domestic uh, helper. Mm. Um, uh, like, my mom, she gets help, like a part-time uh, a helper to come once every two weeks or something. So yeah. I've never had a live-in helper. Mm. Uh, but even in that case, right, like with anyone living together, especially when there is, there is definitely a power dynamic, things can get tricky. La. And for all we know... When you yeah, say power dynamic, you mean what? Like race Because or, the or employer-employee. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you yeah, meant eh, the eh, privilege, eh, privilege thing. Eh. Eh. <laughs> they want a given one. I don't need to say what. Yeah, all the Chinese employers of, of domestic helpers are all like assholes. Uh. I'm kidding, okay? I'm kidding. Before anyone takes that out of context, okay? Yeah. Um, so... I, but but for her to air the grievances, she said, in her defense, she said she covered up the identity of a domestic helper and I think she used like a nickname or something so it's not identifiable. But even that, yeah. you can argue that it's so fucking easy to dox people once you give that sort of info. Like people already know yeah. she's your domestic helper, right? Yeah. So that I feel really is, is unnecessary. And the thing is, you are painting your side of the story, which mm. even if she did that stuff, right? I mean, it's one of those things that like, if you have a platform, if you have a voice and you are calling out people, like, I, I don't like it when you call out people without giving them the chance to to explain their side. Yeah. And as much as she was saying, hey, made for, made for more SG, why don't you message me directly? Yeah. But she could have done that with a domestic worker. Like, of course, she would probably say she has done it before and all, but I just felt it was a fucking waste of even Insta story space to for her to post that shit la. I mean, she said she wants to rent her. What? Why? Why? What? What was wrong? So, with renting? so, so I guess is what's wrong with renting. So that's where when she, exactly when I read it, I was like, am I just too old to understand why like <laughs> there's a need to rent publicly? Is that something yeah. that that younger people feel? And I can I can understand maybe you grew up with that being your platform to rent, but I don't know. So that's where I was a little like, hmm, am I not? Uh, walking, uh, like taking my own advice and trying to understand where she's coming from. Mm. Uh, but every time I try, I'm like, why? Why the fuck would you do that? So yeah. that's that's how I feel. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, because the the when I try to think about it, rather than think about the uh, employer and mate dynamic, which I think is a very, almost unique to Singapore kind of situation. Uh, but just from anywhere in the world, you, you put yourself in a situation where you're a boss and you have your employee and your office and all that. Even if your employee fucks up something or does something really bad, right? The last thing as the <laughs> yeah, boss you would exactly. do is go to social media and like, oh, you look at this loser, you know, he's so terrible, he can't even do this report properly and then after that still got attitude, can't talk to you. Who does that, you know? Like, nobody yeah. does that. And exactly, actually, that's a good point because she did say in her Insta stories that it is your job to cook. You know, don't complain. Mm. Because I think people, since she put it on Insta stories, a lot of people were messaging her like, okay, like, uh, I mean, if she cooked extra, why can't you eat? And she was like, hello, uh, you don't know the history behind this. Um, she, it is her job to cook. So I, yeah. why should I blah, blah. So you're already establishing that you are her employer. I yeah. think at one point she said she can't fire her because yeah, she's, she's not, not the not direct employer. employer. She's like, not a direct I employer. I think her sister or something is the direct employer. Yeah. That's like saying, yeah, like your sister's employee, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <that's laughs> like, if you go to your sister's <laughs> office yeah. and the employee is uh, uh, an asshole, 
for you to just go and put some, hey, what the fuck, you fucking cunt, fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just feel the heart. Yeah, Who the fuck does that, man? Super bad form. HR sure gonna complain to HR. Yeah, so that's where I feel like, yo, made for, made for more, actually, you have so much ammo to play with and point out what you did. But the approach they took, wow, even I look, I'm like, why the fuck you must use that kind of approach? Yeah, and this whole yeah. condescending kind of like... um. Yeah, you, you can feel someone did stupid, but the last thing you want to do is take the condescending approach, right? Because that immediately makes people, the the uh, the accused, dig in and, and not want to admit. Like, and I think Shibati, she's from the Siashue school of thought. Uh. I think yeah. Siashue also yeah. sided with her when calling out mate for uh, more SG. I don't know what Siashue's thoughts were about yeah. Shibati ranting, but it just feels like at the end of the day, just like our first story, this added no fucking value yeah. <laughs> to... To anything that's going on in the basically, world right now, basically made for more was is the Alfian Saad in this situation like, It's being dragged into this uh, like fight. No, 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 no. See, but Alfian Saad, Alfian Saad. I mean, to his credit, he rarely says stuff that implicates him unintentionally, like, Because he is mm. a master of words, like. This mm. one made for more. I mean, okay. The thing is, now we know made for more. And again, it's one of those <laughs> fucking things that being a dumbass on social media almost feels like you get rewarded for it. Because I didn't know they existed. I didn't know yeah, they, yeah. they do advocacy for domestic helpers. But now I do. Because they did something stupid. Yeah. So, so yeah, it just feels like, is this the playbook for, for growing? Maybe they're all so forward thinking that they knew, okay, someone's talking about domestic workers. Let's just chime in, in a mm. way, and we will get coverage. Like, because, you know, mothership is ever ready for anything that yeah. that that is buzzworthy. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, but I saw a lot of comments on Reddit also that there were people who have had experiences with uh, domestic helpers uh, who do who did cheat them like, in a way, run away with valuables or, or steal or abuse their children and stuff like that. Like. Yeah. So uh, it's a very complex issue that I don't, I think it's a case by case kind of thing. Like, you can't like, there's no blanket mm. statement at all maids are being abused or, or you know being mistreated yeah. or anything and like that and all maids are angels because yeah it's just like yeah. humans like you yeah. there was yeah. a case of a domestic worker murdering the employer before yeah. in Singapore right yeah yeah there's one I mean I think in Hong Kong recently there was one domestic helper who threw uh, a couple's dog off the balcony oh. and basically like yeah, killed the dog on the spot lah. I don't know why he just I, frustrated yeah. the dog or something I, yeah. I guess what we're saying is that yeah we're not saying the, the maid is, is not guilty of doing some mm-hmm. stuff that yeah like, she shouldn't be doing and is objectively black and white wrong yeah. but the way this Shiberti approached it I was like wow but I don't know like I, I only heard of her now also yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm following her just to, to hear what she says about it but I guess the, the, yeah. but the funniest thing I saw on uh, on Reddit like, was basically oh you know I, I feel someone just said oh, I feel very strongly that you should report to police if you think you, if you think she stole your bihun <laughs> so I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> You go to the police station and you tell them, yeah, I'm very angry because the maid stole half a bowl of bihun from me and I want to report the police. Because all she's saying is you stealing, stealing, stealing and all that, all right? Never take without asking for a person. They're stealing, all right? Then, you know, report the police. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, this day and age, um, I mean, th- because I'm assuming with less people moving about in Singapore, I would assume there's less crime to attend to. Yeah. So maybe even the police will be like, okay, fine. Finally, yeah. we have a, a case of theft. Okay, yeah. Can you describe the bihun in great detail? How many, how many pincers of uh, cr- uh, crab were in the uh, were in the pot? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Can you please describe the the, the brew? We're going to do a sketch of it. Shiba T was saying like, if she had asked for the claw or even the crab body, <laughs> yeah, I would have given would it, have to given it to her. But she never asked me. Then that's the problem. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, but I think it's because of cases. It's because of cases like this. Also, maybe the government knows that okay, even if there's a spike and all, Singaporeans are losing their shit, lah. Okay, yeah. when you're putting people together in close proximity, they're losing their fucking minds. Okay, <laughs> we're having do- potential domestic abuse over bihun. Yeah. We need to let them out, man. You know, yeah. fucking let them out. This was yeah. This was the part that they knew that okay, lah. They the shit that's hit the fan. We need yeah, to open. Hit the we fan. need to open up really. <laughs> I think that might be the benchmark in future. The next yeah. time, if there's a circuit breaker, they're like, okay, anytime got domestic case uh, argument over Bihun, fuck, we need to release, release, phase two, phase two. Yeah, phase two. <laughs> move on, move on. They're going crazy already. Move on, yeah, going crazy. The next thing, we're going to be raining cats and dogs off balconies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People losing their shit. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so even when we were deciding the topics for this podcast, we were like, wow, shit. Um, yeah, I mean, these two can talk about, but I know, it's I, not I just, more of yeah, yeah, I went to the toilet, I looked in the mirror, I was like, do I really want to talk about the Bihun, <laughs> Bihun stealing domestic helper? But I was like, I mean, okay lah, I, <laughs> I think I people deserve to say, know. <laughs> yeah, I can happily say after most of our podcasts, I feel like, okay, you know, maybe we might change at least one listener's perspective on a very important issue that we are <laughs> shedding light on. It's all the fuck, yeah? <laughs> no, you know what's another the, reason... Yeah. Another reason to hate influencers. Another reason to think like the Singapore government is is can do whatever they want. Yeah. Holy shit, man! The the, the bright the God bright. Damn. I mean, the light at the end of the tunnel is that if you if you feel upset about this whole thing, you can actually go out and have a plate of uh, seafood bihun in a yeah, in that's a center now la. <laughs> <laughs> That's your little reward for talking about this la. Yeah, you take a minute of silence to to remember the the case of the angry. The, the anger case over Bihun yeah. and then dive in. Uh. Oh my god. Oh, oh my, my god. god. But okay, the one positive thing is that it, it gave us stuff to talk about for this podcast. La. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Definitely. In the, in the run up to, I mean, we're waiting for some shit to happen during phase two. La, and then, then we yeah. can talk about that and all. And the elections, yeah, obviously. Right. But in the meantime, here's some new seafood Bihun. <laughs> Bihun and stupid post by uh, PAP. So so that brings us to the final segment of the podcast, the one shock thing. Yes, the one okay. shock thing. Would you like to would you like to begin the honors? Oh no, I just need to pull up my own so you, if you can just go ahead first. Okay, so yeah. my one is a is a is a show on Amazon yeah. called Upload. Have you heard of it? No. I it's haven't. a I mean I've seen it before. It's created by Greg Daniels, who is also the creator of Parks and Recreation and the US version of The Office. And I mean, initially when I watched it, I was like, okay, this feels a little B-grady. But then mm. I watched three episodes so far, uh, four episodes so far, and it's actually quite interesting. The story is basically set in a not-so-distant future where before you die, you can download your, your mind. And if you are willing to pay uh, mm. for an afterlife, right, you can mm. get uploaded. La, Just like a Black Mirror. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mirror storyline. But, but, well, right? but how it's different from Black Mirror is that it, there's certain elements of comedy. It's a bit more lighthearted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's an it's an interesting watch. I still haven't finished watching Black Mirror, even though I fucking love the show. Mm. Because every time I watch it, right, I'm like, "What oh, she by fuck? Yeah, this is gonna happen. The yeah. world is gonna start. The world is gonna start." Whereas now, I feel with this, it is it is interesting and uh, sci-fi enough to make me go like, "Hmm, what would a world like that look like?" While also being lighthearted for me to not have an existential crisis every after every episode, lah. What? Oh, as in Black Mirror is way too. Uh, yeah, Black Mirror. Depressing. I cannot watch more than one episode in in a row because it just feels like oh my god, it, like it hits you at a core, like, at your core. Which I'm not watching now because already mm. it feels like we're living in Black Mirror. 
So yeah. this is a nice escape because I like the sci-fi, I like the dystopian future kind of thing. Yeah. But this is a a a, a nice light light-hearted version lah. I see, I see. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so my one shook thing, uh, I mean, I guess it's shook because it's it just made me think a little bit lah. Basically, there was news today that there was a. The you know the Darwin Awards and have you ever heard of that? Mm, mm, mm. It's basically yeah, yeah. this series of uh of every year they award uh someone who dies in the most extraordinarily idiotic fashion uh. and usually mm. it's 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 meant to poke fun at you know someone doing something really stupid and dying. So this year for the first time ever, a Japanese man has won the award uh, and he won it because mm. he was live streaming himself climbing up to the summit of Mount Fuji. And just as he got to the summit, because he was maybe holding so many things, including his phone and and the walking sticks and everything, he yeah. slipped and fell. And the live stream actually shows shows him like falling and sliding down the snow and everything. And apparently, uh, this was seven, I think seven or eight months ago. His body mm. was found about a thousand meters from you know that that where the video was taken lah. So he fell mm. even further and he he died there and could barely. I think he was so badly mangled they could barely make out whether it was really him lah but they managed mm. to retrieve the footage and uh, it's actually online for you to see lah so and this uh, is your one shook thing this is my one shook thing because <laughs> no no it's just uh, something to think about in the sense that I mean I, I was in fact I was I was trying to tell Harish before this tell, tell you before this that maybe this might be worth talking about because some of the comments were like oh you guys are making fun of like you know someone's uh, uh, tragedy and everything lah but uh at the same time, I, I just delved, looked a bit deeper into what this guy's story was. Apparently, mm. he was a stage 4 cancer um, patient who said, fuck it, you know, I just want to live my life and do whatever the hell I want. And he decided to just go and try Mount Fuji. La, and he, was, he had reached the summit at the time. La. So, in some way, you can also say that, you know, he was already at like, um, basically, he was living his life to a fullest. And now mm. being win- winning this award and getting the fame and notoriety, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you know a, a, a nice cap on it as well, uh. I, I I don't think the Darwin. I mean, when I've heard of the Darwin Awards before, I never thought of it as really insulting or anything. But uh, although there's some I people in the comments know, to talk about it, uh, yeah, I didn't know it was an actual award. I know, I know. There's uh, I've seen it in comments like, okay, another yeah. one for the Darwin Darwin Award. I thought it was just kind of like a slang for. Like this, this like survival hypothetical, fitness, uh. yeah, hypothetical yeah. award, but it actually is a thing, la. It is, it is, yeah. It's an official. So your one, your yeah. one shock thing is that, you know, it's in some way he died doing what he wanted to do, la. Yeah, doing what he wanted to do. Uh, I mean, it was a very spectacular. Is the video you watch it? It's a very spectacular plunge. Uh, oh my down god! Down the slopes, uh, and I mean, he's got an award at the end of it, la. So it's just something interesting. It's you know, very few, very few times when you. You read article, you can actually have a lot of mixed emotions about it, lah. So this is one of those one of those few articles that oh, I saw. Sala. So it is my one shock thing for the week, la. This is like what this is like the feeling I get after watching like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can kind of see it, but yeah. yeah, I mean, in some way, yeah, isn't that what most people crave? Just like a legacy or to be remembered, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because and in it, some way, this yeah. guy is gonna go down in history, lah. Yeah, you watch the video. He's very excitedly talking in Japanese about you know finally summiting Mount Fuji and all. So, you know, it was it ended very Ooh. even more exciting after that, la. I think you should have gone first, because mine is fucking so much more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? So I guess yeah, like, you guys can check it out. Okay, check it that out first, and then mm. watch upload. Yeah, and yeah, then and upload, then have your seafood yeah. bihun after that, la. And yeah. then I have your seafood bihun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but 
But uh, that's it, I guess, for today. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I want to shout out to uh, the Reddit as well. Uh, Reddit. Mm. Like, I think uh, the comments on the last on the last uh, episode, the last couple of episodes have been really fast and furious. And uh, even someone oh. commenting from Germany telling us that they, they love being able to catch up with what's going on in Singapore because they live in Germany. And then, uh, yeah, remember we had an example about, you know, German Nazi rallies in the last mm-hmm. podcast. And also they, they had their own take on things as well. So it was really oh, interesting to hear. I know I've been slow to respond. I will. I will respond. I promise you guys. Uh, so, uh, too, yes, too, I will too, get on too that. Too big a star. Too big a star to respond to the comments already. Yeah, yeah. La, I mean, <laughs> yeah, la, I'm, I'm one of those few essential artists, uh, <laughs> if I could say so myself. Sekali <laughs> PAP target you next. That's what happens when, you're, you, when you become essential artist. there's another public smear campaign of another like high-profile artists, uh, then we know it's true already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone else from Jurong JRC fucks up in some way, right, then we know my theory is true. <laughs> <also>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll but yeah, that's... Up. I'm not really putting money on your theory, but okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll look out for Jurong. <laughs> you must have the fucking last word, right? We can't just end on a equal footing. You have to have the last word. Okay, then I'm not putting any money on your fucking theory as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Can, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Adios. Ooh.